meatless meat is a way to give an alternative to those who choose not to eat animals. However, there's a bit of controversy brewing over meatless pork. I'm Aya Zaktar subbing in for Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With us to discuss the state of meat is CNET reporter Abrar Alhidi. Welcome to the show, Abrar. Thanks for having me. So the company Impossible Foods has a plant-based pork substitute, and you've got an article about trying it out as a practicing Muslim. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So this was a really cool opportunity. About two years ago, we found out that Impossible Foods, which is the company behind the Impossible Burger, was launching a pork alternative that was just completely plant-based. And a couple of us at CNET were like, well, wouldn't it be funny and interesting and amusing if the person who has avoided pork her entire life because of religious reasons tasted this product? And so I went to Impossible Foods' headquarters in Redwood City, California, and I got to try this impossible pork product. And it was really, really strange just because I knew that it wasn't real pork. I knew that it was completely plant-based, but it's just wrapping your head around this idea of like, okay, I'm tasting something that is designed to resemble the flavor texture of pork. And so I was like visibly shaking as I was trying this um, pork sandwich. And it was really, really cool just to know what this meat tastes like. Like it was a whole different flavor profile. Um, and so I wrote about that experience and, um, and it was, it was definitely a once in a lifetime thing, I think. (laughs) Yeah, that is a little strange because plants are allowed, but this meat isn't, but this tastes like the meat, but it's not. Uh, when Impossible Pork was unveiled, the company said it was designed for halal and kosher certification, but that didn't happen, right? That's right. So they were actually really excited about this prospect because technically speaking, like you said, there is no actual meat in this product. And so in their minds, I think it was like, well, why wouldn't this be something that, you know, different religious communities accept because it's like, okay, finally they can eat this thing. Um, But, you know, I think it's hard to foresee um, the pushback. So essentially when they tried to get the certified, the certifying bodies for halal and kosher wouldn't agree to it because that still had the word pork in it. And Impossible Foods wanted to keep the name Impossible Pork. Um, And I mean, the main target audience for them is people who, you know, would enjoy eating something like pork. Like, I don't think they're necessarily targeting people who are like, you don't want to eat pork, eat our product. But I think, you know, they were thinking perhaps this could be something that you know, it'll be available to people who normally wouldn't consume regular pork meat. But now it kind of just falls on individuals and religious leaders to decide if this is something they want to have. So did you think that Impossible Foods was thinking about that there would be religious issues regarding this? Because it it seems innocuous, it's plant, uh, they want to keep a name, but it is causing a bit of uh, disconnect. It is. So when I interviewed Impossible Foods CEO Pat Brown back in late 2019, he actually seemed surprised when I asked, do you anticipate any pushback from people? And I think it's really hard to understand why there would be pushback unless you are Muslim or unless you are Jewish, because despite the logic of it, despite me saying, hey, there's no actual pork in this product, it's all plant-based, there's something where if you are a member of that religion or you grew up in a particular community where pork is off limits, it's really hard to wrap your brain around the idea of consuming something that resembles what you are prohibited from eating. So I really don't blame Impossible Foods for not necessarily foreseeing the pushback because unless you're like, in that community. I mean, just me trying this product raised a lot of debates among people that I know and people that I don't know being like, why is she eating this thing? And then other people being like, but it's plant-based. So there's no really clear logic as to why people are averse to it. And it's just either you're consumed in that world or you're not. 
And you spoke with a, an, an imam and a rabbi about this topic. What did you find out? So I did. I spoke to a couple of imams and rabbis, and their viewpoints really resemble the, really reflect the divide uh, within the community. So one of the imams I spoke with um, said that this is something that he would not encourage members of his congregation to try unless you're somebody who's trying to um, stop eating pork. And this is a good like transition for you. Like, okay, let me go from the real deal to this plant-based option. And then maybe kind of like wean off of that too. But another imam I spoke with said, guys, this is this is plant-based. Like, there's no reason for us to boycott a product just because of its name. The rabbis I spoke with also had similar viewpoints. Um, one of them said, there's no issue here. It's just plant-based. Um, and and then another rabbi said, well, but I can understand why people um, wouldn't be compelled to try this thing because it resembles something that we've been commanded to avoid by God. So it's just, it's going to be really interesting to see how individuals um, decide whether or not they consume this and what their logic is behind that. Maybe they'll introduce impossible pork under a different name and make right. that halal and kosher. But like the other, other not yeah. meat. <laughs> just for just, you guys. Yeah. yeah. So that way they can get all the markets. So this is this has been really intriguing. Thanks, Abara, for your time. You can check her story out on CNET.com. If you've got any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. If you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Ayaz Akhtar, and thanks for listening.